Welcome everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Quill Podcast. My name is Raul and well today we have a different kind of episode as you can see on the screen. Today we're talking about the end of World War II and well to be more precise we're talking about how uh, Romanians didn't really have a choice in breathing or you know even thinking about uh, what was about to happen since Transylvania was under the rule of Russians now until the end of the war and even until 1947 where when uh, you know communism was properly established in Romania last time we talked about how they last two times we talked about how, how they infiltrated Romania how they kind of squeezed themselves and how they forced others by basically holding protests and staging them to basically you know force people to think that uh, well the communist party and the communists and the red army were killing you know uh, war criminals and not just politicians that they disagreed with so that's always very interesting to kind of see and even think about so today we're gonna kind of slowly march towards uh, well towards the end of the war we're gonna see a few I have a few videos one of them even from uh, the future Prime Minister Petru Groza and his speech because as we set up last two times the main players of uh, the Communist Party in Romania now we're gonna see them in action and how they'll manage to set up uh, all this and I can't wait to get to the end of this season we still have another three episodes to go before uh, we end this first season and it's gonna be something fantastic because luckily there are a lot more documents and documented videos both by the Soviet side by the Romanians and by uh, outside places like the US UK Ireland and a few others like France for example so we're gonna have through kind of swift through all these footage on well communism and the Iron Curtain even we're gonna even see in 1947 when we get the video of uh, Churchill basically admitting to this new curtain that befell uh, Europe and how it was split so th this is gonna be very very interesting to kind of dive into and figure out because it's still the story of Europe and the world and how it basically affected everyone including my grandfather who well by now he's 10 years old he lost his father when he was five 
lost relatives and friends during the bombing of Cluj basically had to fend for himself uh, until the beginning of 1945 when he returned home to well a broken a broken home and a broken family obviously with the bombing everyone got even more traumatized as their lives were basically shattered into the abnormal again after having to adapt to the Hungarian rule and rules and learning and trying to learn a new language and trying to adapt again here uh, they are forced again not to go back to their old selves uh, or old Romanian ways but to adapt to this time Russia and their ways and their propaganda and we're gonna even uh, have a few examples of propaganda this time uh, one of them I like it very much because it's very much freaking ridiculous and that's absolutely fantastic in my opinion so uh, just to kind of get back on the subject last time we talked about how uh, well my grandfather dropped out of school when the bombing started because it was the start of the third grade um, well, fourth grade of school and he just couldn't finish it because well we all know that you can't really learn anything during a swift bombing of the place you live and even uh, and considering that he didn't live in Cluj proper so in the main city but next to it being a rural rural area that meant that education for example was uh, not something they really cared about uh, and this wasn't just a Romanian thing obviously this was a more widespread thing through the world where uh, if you would see for example people kind of uh, thought to have a neck for this so if they they would think their child or someone's child is brilliant and smart uh, they'd obviously encourage and sacrifice a lot to get th them through school but if uh, they would see someone like my grandfather for example which was he was obviously frustrated and angry with the fact that he went from Romanian school to Hungarian school and now to a Russian system and uh, of course the traumatization of a five-year-old losing his father because he was a coward and fled and having to learn to do a lot of things a five-year-old should in, even in those times uh, children weren't really put to work um, because most of them uh, girls were kind of put to help for example set tables and I don't know wash dishes at most or learn to wash you know their 
clothes but not more than that until a certain age and the boys were kind of put to help for example at shops or making cheese or you know picking fruit and stuff like that so the boys were kind of put already to a much tougher condition to kind of toughen them up and get them ready for life uh, from an early age so if you lived in a rural area it was already clear enough that unless you were brilliant and your parents would think you're brilliant and everyone thinks you're brilliant you do just the basic amount so you can learn to read and do some basic maths and that's about it the rest was okay you don't need why would you need to go uh, eight, eight through eight grades you, you know how to read so if you want to read you can do that at night or on your free time but I need the help uh, plowing I need the help feeding the cows the uh, livestock and I need you to keep things proper so please don't waste my money on education when there's food to be put on the table and there's work to be done that was basically the main philosophy of at least well a lot of uh, a lot of these parts of the world but then again it seemed like it was a rather widespread uh, ideology where if you weren't really into school you were definitely going to work no matter where you were in the world that that was just your destiny and their philosophy was of course well not everyone is special so that's perfectly fine which to them today kind of lacks but that's another topic um so you know it, it was rather interesting an interesting philosophy and a very simple one today even if you don't like school you kind of are put through it and you go to high school and usually your parents even if you have no idea what to do in life your parents are well you're gonna go to a college because I said so because I said so and usually children are put uh, well young adults are put through college even though they don't know what they want to do and have no idea uh, how to live or how to figure things out so well in certain countries like the us they're also put under a lot of crippling debt so that that sucks but uh you know that that's really tough and it, it in my perspective it seems that they had a way simpler philosophy about life you're either going to do something amazing or you're not gonna waste anyone's time and you're gonna get uh, useful otherwise I'm gonna kick you out and you're gonna see yourself out and I can tell you from uh, personal experience this kind of philosophy persists even today in 
people like for example my parents which are over 50 uh, even today they kind of have this philosophy where well you're grown up go figure shit out good luck on your own and if you can't make it well tough luck you know but it's it's just so weird honestly to kind of see this mentality and philosophy played out even now after so many years so you can imagine that being a, a 10 year old was really hard uh, especially considering that you had to freaking survive and you went through bombings and wars at a very terrifying young age so of course now with the red army overly present in transylvania since they were uh, at this point uh, even fighting uh, in budapest here in budapest um, you know it, it was something terrifying you must imagine because you suddenly had another language to well besides german for example which was also thought uh between 1941 and 1944 in transylvania now you had a new language you had to learn russian somehow and to kind of talk to these men that were patrolling the streets of cities like Cluj, uh, oradia or timishara that were some of the biggest cities in romania because uh, until 1945 there weren't really a lot of communists in Romania and you know they still had to pull a really really tough job here in Romania because they had to turn a lot of lot of people 18 they had to turn 18 million people into communists and communist sympathizers when there were almost none virtually none actually so they had a tough job to do but they did it with uh, rather really messed up iron fist that as we just said uh, as I explained last time, they killed a lot of people and through killing people they also strategically killed uh, well, the elites, uh, Romanian elites at that time uh, from genius singer-songwriters, uh, authors, scientists, anyone, professors uh, doctors, anyone that would uh, not see them favorable, that would have read, for example, uh, I don't know, Karl Marx and you know these com the Communist Manifesto and all these material and wouldn't buy into it, they would get sent to either a gulag or a prison and usually get executed uh, there are movies made about romanians uh, that were executed in prisons 
or uh, in forests or you know anyone that wouldn't adapt and would fail to adapt was to be executed and that's kind of the thing that I think Romanians um, should remember about uh, well the communists because well here's the thing there are still a lot of communist sympathizers here in Romania but there are also a lot of for example uh, monarchy sympathizers here in Romania so it's it's just a really complicated thing if you get into it obviously the people that are kind of sympathizers are either stupid or are uh, you know lazy because many of them uh, speak these kind of things say these kind of things like oh well it was way better during the communist times because we at least had food we had money we had jobs you have these jobs now too the thing is that you actually have to put a hundred times more effort into anything you do if you want any semblance of a decent life and I agree that sucks because I too struggle with it and been struggling with it all my life but living in a place like communism where you were either shot imprisoned or you know forced not to speak your mind and forced to live in a system where would they wouldn't let you travel they wouldn't let you breathe normally they would you know the whole all sorts of horrid horrid stuff i don't think i really recommend that to anyone and anyone that lives for example it, uh, if you saw interviews with people that ex escaped from North Korea they can attest that communism is no way the answer people uh, even Chinese people that uh, kind of established themselves for example in all of the world they would tell you that communism isn't really an ideal you know even though of course if they were to talk they'd be scrutinized or worse you know <laughs> you you really don't want to play games with that so yeah i don't think that people really think this through and well we're gonna find out why because many of them were born in this propaganda and propaganda works because of course it does so now we're in 1944 last time we left off uh, 1944 it was with February we have uh, the Yalta agreement we talked about how even though it was early on uh, the three major powers split Europe in two 
Stalin said he wanted this Iron Curtain so, you know, no one could reach and attack Russia again, which is absurd, but whatever. And of course the installation, uh, trying the beginning of installation of uh, communism in Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary, Czechoslovakia, Poland and East Germany and their failure to do so in Yugoslavia where they managed to implement communism but it wasn't under the terms of the Russians because of the whole uh, unstable region and politics at that time so uh, when talking about the Iron Curtain there are many that don't even consider Yugoslavia a part of it due to these reasons which is uh, absolutely fascinating so now we have uh, February Budapest fall falls slowly but surely actually uh, I know I'm not gonna call you Shirley so basically uh, Budapest falls and now the Soviets march on but we're getting to March 6th and we're gonna stop here for uh, again for a bit because March 6th 1945 is a really important date due to many many reasons one of them is the fact that uh, the Germans had their last offensive of the war trying to defend the oil fields in Hungary so after capturing after capturing Budapest uh, the Soviets were about to move slowly and surely towards uh, this uh, zone here where there were oil fields obviously so uh, this was another third after Ployest here that was bombed in 1943 that would uh, you know feed the machine that are the Nazis uh, so of course this was a very very important uh, piece uh, to the puzzle not just the fall of Budapest but the fall of the oil fields so of course Germany would want to uh, preserve at least this so they could uh, push for a counter-attack but it was a little too late because even if they would have had um, somehow managed to push back here they wouldn't have resisted too much uh, the USSR was already pushing from north from east east south uh, south was already uh, the US west was France and west north the UK Germany was surrounded and wouldn't have lasted more than a few months anyway so uh, I think that's uh, very very interesting but why March 6th well March 6th uh, marks a very interesting date in Romania because 
uh, after the brutal intervention of Kremlin well uh, in order to both appease the, the you know the rest of the allies like the US and the UK and in order to solidify their power and push out the slowly push out uh, the monarchy and King Mihai the first the first uh, government headed by Dr. Petru Groza was put in place in Romania so here we have it the first communist governments put in by the Russians with this idea of integrating a few uh, members of other parties in the government in order to appease the rest of the allies and the monarch uh, which of course well didn't really help and while Mihai even as I stated last time and while Mihai was biding his time trying to figure out a thing the Russians were already well underway uh, trying to secure power and either through the execution of people and anyone that opposed them or you know propaganda having uh, the army under its control having you know any and all news sources and all that they started doing this and not just that but also religion of course as you both know as you all know actually neither nazi germany nor uh, the communists were very fond of religion so of course uh, they would try to replace it but we're gonna get into a bit more detail on that uh, in the next few episodes because it's a very very interesting topic honestly and I, I want to kind of uh, document myself a bit more because I already have a bunch of stuff prepared I just need more so uh, yeah 1945 March 6th a few things happened so one of them is the fact that the last German offensive starts trying to defend the oil fields in Hungary and the other is the establishment of the first communist government in Romania so here we are where fi we finally got to where I wanted to get to it only took nine episodes so that's fantastic and yeah uh, with that said let's move on because as I said this meant a lot of propaganda and let me show you some of that propaganda in just a minute as we move on towards the end of World War II so after much uh, it slowly 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 
the Allies slowly pushed Germany in. In April, they discovered stolen Nazi art and wealth hidden in German salt, salt mines. Uh, in we get in April in Roosevelt dies. Henry Truman becomes president of the United States. April 16, final attack on Berlin. Americans enter Nuremberg. Soviets reach Berlin. Mussolini is captured April 28th and hanged by Italians. Allies take Venice. April 30th, Adolf Hitler commits suicide. German troops surrender in Italy. Germany unconditionally surrenders of, you know, and May 8th, victory in Europe day. Yeah, that's kind of where I want to get to May because in May there's another important thing uh, well there are a few important things as we get to the end of the war uh, obviously it means well it means the end of at least World War two and the Romanian involvement but it also means the escalation of negotiations and trying to settle Europe to the place uh, well the place and way uh, they were discussed at Yalta so as previously mentioned they cut Europe into very nice pieces and now it was time to kind of implement that but with that said, remember that uh, March 6th, well, uh, the irony, it's a bit ironic because March 12, 12 days later, King Mihai I gets to Cluj and this is uh, a historic footage of the king getting to Romania and to Cluj actually to the railway station just six months after the railway station in Cluj was bombarded as I showed you last time but this is very interesting uh, you saw what he did there 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 is a tradition in Romania where when you especially if someone important gets for example into Romania or a place in Romania they have to kind of break a piece of bread put it in salt and eat it why i don't know but it seems like to be a good luck and good fortune thing so it's very interesting to see king mihai come to romania six days after basically losing control of the government and with you know transylvania still under the control of the russians and ussr which is really really interesting here we see Romanian troops saluting the 
Well, the king. Honestly, it's really, really fascinating to see these uh, these images. If you know, if you never saw them, and here's one of those propaganda pieces that I talked about and we're jumping back to May uh, because we now we, we're getting kind of into the end game of it all so this is uh, one of the pieces that was spread uh, for example in Bucharest where they would give out this uh, so uh, the Romanian workers would get around and you know protest because this wouldn't just happen obviously in Bucharest uh, there's also Oradea, Timisoara, Cluj, Iași, uh, Constanța and a few other cities that uh, these rallies and meeting were set up basically by uh, communists and then they would kind of force uh, sympathizers and bring them from city to city to get around and of course work that crowd and work you know the propaganda machine into full force so the people would believe that the communists really have major support system in uh, the country even if they were a minority they still kind of pushed up so they would kind of get the power obviously so this is one of the those plastic uh, pins or carton pins that they would give another this is the hilarious thing uh, that I found and uh, this is still for sale on a uh, website here in Romania and these are cigarettes pack packs of cigarettes from September 1945 about the general conference of the Romanian Communist Party so this is absolutely fantastic and weird because you, you can imagine that they would probably go to factories or farms where people would work and just hand do you smoke yeah he, here you go have a pack have a, have two packs you know and spread packs of cigarettes to people which is absolutely weird and hilarious in my opinion to go that low to do uh, things like that and the funny thing is until a few years uh, before like four or five years ago they banned uh, this kind of thing here in Romania because here in Romania there were already jokes but this was a real thing that was happening where uh, for example candidates either for I don't know let's say mayor or even the European Parliament or uh, the presidential elections Candidates would go, for example, in poorer cities and, you know, hold rallies and at those rallies give away hats, buckets, 
pens, free food, free drinks, uh, oil, sugar, flour, shit like that. And until five years ago, four years, some something like that, uh, when they banned it, uh, obviously you could buy basically votes by giving uh, these these people free stuff any stuff but as long as it was free they couldn't give uh, a damn thing and that that was a real thing that was happening in 2015 2014 so not long ago so it seems that Romania has a big and long tradition of doing this you know propaganda like this is absolutely hilarious in my opinion it just shows how insecure the communist party was and honestly i'm happy i wasn't born in that period because i would have been probably shot and killed uh, in my teens uh, and here we have the victory day in Europe celebration card uh, bringing glory to the brave Soviet army uh, for you know the liberation of humankind from under the boot of the fascists which is hilarious considering what they were about to do to Romania <laughs> because uh, we'll we'll get to 1947 and I can't wait to tell you about that awesome year but until then we we get this lovely lovely picture with a Soviet man smiling happy that he won the war and the Romanians and the Soviets kind of brothers arms in arms so it's something really really heartwarming and sweet next we have here uh, this is uh, the Nira mall basically from a shop or shopping center from 1945 uh, and this is it uh, this is it today of course different a totally different vibe as it was covered all uh, all of it was covered by a more modern aesthetic um, and then we have in march and may one of the people uh, that was basically very influential uh, to the communist party talking about well, Romania and its future, so let's watch it and I'm also gonna translate this. There's only one way which goes to freedom or takes you to freedom basically. To independence, to happiness. It's the way of the big revolution of October.
it's the way of the open created of the big geniuses of humanity Lenin Stalin so this is one of the very first speeches uh, made at uh, on March uh, 6 1945 so that's absolutely fantastic honestly that we kind of get to you know uh, witness this and see that it does exist and I I cannot tell you how much I love the fact that this exists and is a real actual thing that is there in history and it's been recorded and God bless whoever recorded it and I'm really grateful that it exists because uh, history is very important and we must not forget how it got to where it is right now and with that said we have another discourse this time we have Petru Groza talking also in in March let's let, let's do this again so this was the leader of the communist party right now and this was his speech if you're watching live or on youtube and if you're listening i'm gonna translate it as well don't worry uh, there are no subtitles so uh, yeah i still have to translate it for you and i tell you to keep uh, your stance basically To not give up your arms and politics to not uh, disarm uh, well the fabrics the let me let me use Google Translate to because I have a major major lapse uh, lapses um, Factories, yeah, factories. In your offices, don't let them disarm the. Wait, I, I this is an archaic word that isn't. Ah, the plow. Yeah, don't let uh, them in their office disarm the plowmans of the fields. Until then, don't. So basically, he says, don't disarm uh, yourself until we. Uh, see it until we call it until we still dream at that uh, free Romania and free and independent Romania 
and dem democratic so that this is quite quite interesting to see well to see basically how they use that word democracy 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 when we we know that it wasn't democratic it was all but democratic because it was communism and communism is never democratic so yeah it, 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 it's really fascinating in my opinion to kind of get to with, witness this and get to learn about it together with you and you know have have a feel uh, of how my grandfather lived as you just saw there Mr. Petrogroza talking to a bunch of peasants in a field announcing that Romania should uh, keep fighting for its dream to be truly independent and free, you know, which, well, it was just obviously a big, big fat lie and there's no way to really hide how much all this would come back to bite Romania in the ass and basically ruin it so it's really interesting to to see how people basically fell for a big fat lie and the the title of this episode is cannot breathe because they literally had no time to breathe the Romanian peasant and the Romanian people were misinformed uh, the Russians were doing whatever and they no one no one could have stopped them and no one was standing in their way and anyone that was trying to stand in their way was swiftly removed or or, or how could you even stand in the way of someone that had the army, had the police, had everything uh, they needed to take control over a country so it's really really fascinating to see how they basically forced people into subjugation how they forced them on their knees and to give up on their rights to land, on their rights to freedom, on their rights to speech, on their rights to anything. And the propaganda was working already because anyone that was unhappy with their lives during the war or be even before it, anyone that wasn't happy with anything in their life and was an asshole about it was obviously on you know the side of the communist party because the communists would give them the communists would promise them the communist was there to establish equality and of course make everyone uh, have the same path in life 
and make things easier which is something that is believed even now after they had lived through 60 years for example of communism there are still Romanians thinking this and thinking that it was easier during communists to do whatever which it obviously wasn't because you couldn't go out you if you had any kind of currency outside of the Romanian currency you were uh, either a big dick diplomat or you were about to get jailed because why would you have that or why would you have gold or why would you have jewelry or why would you have anything extravagant or interesting so uh, it's really interesting to see how uh, the pettiness of humankind especially here in Romania was shown when you know the communists came killed punished anyone and then went to, to people to those weak uh, of will and said listen here mate if you want freedom if you want to be independent if you want good life i can give all that to you all you have to do is to give me your land so we can all share it and don't worry i can take his land too you see that fucker that has the most land here in the village i'm gonna take all his cows i'm gonna give them some to you i'm gonna give some of his land to you so you can work it and we can both profit off that what do you say does that sound a good uh, does that sound like a good deal to you because i can give you what you desire the land the livestock the money and the freedom and I can make you a boss if you help me get what I want in order to make you what you want basically communism is a fucking genie wish where everyone's equal but not everyone's actually equal because obviously you can't make everyone equal because no one's equal to anyone they're at best everyone's equally worthless if you know there's nothing in this universe and you know we live for uh, we live this life for no reason but it's interesting to see how quickly people started debating uh, they didn't have time to once they were uh, out from the Hungarian a rule they already had to debate are the communists good or are they here just fuck with us just like the hungarians the nazis the king before did and kept us all poor and suffering are they gonna do the same thing again but of course they kept saying democracy 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 Freedom, independence, democracy. Freedom, independence, democracy. That was all they were about to hear. And those four were hearing that they were gonna get rich 
they were gonna get to be equals with those wealthy with those that treat them them like shit and with those that would have made them suffer it was now their time to take back all the means of productivity all the means of the monetary all the means of everything to make all equal and this was their big fluffy purpose so of course many people fell into it of course many people fell into the lie of the communist propaganda and of course many were just petty assholes willing to get some revenge on those that wronged them on those that stood in their path of happiness because of course no one's equal and of course people are assholes and there's nothing more awful than an asshole with a vengeance and a way to achieve it and communism allowed that the propaganda allowed that while basking in wishes of freedom independence and all that's good a utopia in disguise all this was but a lie but a sweet sweet lie to bring you to the dark side and with that said thank you very much for watching my name is Raul we have three more episodes we're gonna talk about how the end of the war impacted Romania a bit more next time we're gonna talk about Europe uh, and the world as a whole and its state then we're uh, gonna get into the end of 1945 and you know the beginning of 1946 and we're gonna end with 1947 in the last episode and the red dawn but with that said thank you if you watched live if you watched on youtube thank you as well don't forget to like share and subscribe and of course leave your opinion down below because i'm curious what you think about this whole first season and uh, story so until then i have to leave you and see you next time mm -hmm.